When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Joining me once again, the greatest co-host ever, Tom. <laughs> What's up, third coast Tom? Trying to stay cool, sir. This heat wave is something else this weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Oklahoma right now, and it's in the 90s, and my wife looked on her phone, and she said, it's 105 back home. That's that's crazy, and you just went out and played soccer, or hopefully that was some <laughs> indoor soccer. Uh, I was outdoor. We wait for the sun to go down, so it's only about 88 degrees outside, but I mean, it's, it's still pretty warm. So this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the Marlins series, which if I was a betting man, I would have bet that we would have at least won two of these games, and... Luckily, we won today, so you know we avoided the sweep. Usually, we're trying to sweep somebody like this, but we're we're avoiding the sweep today. We had the perfect guy on the mound. So let's get started with some news. Uh, we got my team, OU. I don't I don't even know if this happened before the last podcast, but uh, they won the national championship in softball, and then uh, the men's team. They're 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 not even ranked. And somehow they just went through it all, went through uh, Virginia Tech and the Super Regionals, and they are in the World Series along with A&M. And uh, who else is in there? Arkansas and who else? It's not all done, right? Right, right, right. They're still in the middle of some games. Texas and I think uh, East Virginia got rained out. I think that game's got to be finished. Texas was up 4-0 in the first inning last I saw, so hopefully the Longhorns make it through. Longhorn fan myself, so I'm rooting for them. Uh, I know there's still, you know, some games left to go to get it all figured out. They interviewed Dusty before the game. I think it was today, and uh, it could have been yesterday, one of the two. But they asked him about the lineup. You know, the big thing is, and and we spoke about it too, let's get Bregman out of the three-hole and put someone else up there, maybe Pena. And Dusty, you know, he pretty much said, I'm not doing that. These guys are going to come around, and it takes patience. Uh, We got a nine- or eight-game lead, whatever he said at the time. But he also said, I'm not going to wait forever or something like that, right? Yeah, he kind of hinted that, you know, if he has to, if if, if the lead dwindles, you know, if he has to, he'll make a move. But I think by, by and large, he doesn't want to. Yeah. And then uh, the guy getting all the attention or the negative attention is Bregman. And he actually spoke up and said, I'm going to do better. Yeah, he basically, you know, came out and was like, look, the guys are on base. It's my job to drive them in. I haven't been doing it. I will do it. So, you know, hopefully he gets his stuff turned around. All right, folks, we're going to go over this Marlin series Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Take a look at the standings. Uh, The pitching matchups for the Texas series as the Astros hit the road again. And then five all-new fair fouls. 
All right, let's get to Friday's game. Luis Garcia, not good. Chisholm had a Chisholm Jr. had a home run. Aguilar had a home run. Two solo home runs in the top of the first. We're down two to zero. And then bottom of the first, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but a Michael Brantley home run is fourth of the year. It's two to one. The game looks like it's going to be pretty tight. And then top of the fifth, it just, the wheels fell off. Chisholm Jr., two-run homer. Aguilar, two-run homer. Makes it six to one. So the same two guys hit their second home run of the game. Uh, Alvarez, RBI single in the bottom half of the fifth. Made it six to two. Bregman scored on a Tucker ground out, six to three. Rojas sack fly, seven to three. And then Tucker hit his 11th home run of the year, seven to four. And that was the final. Did you think at any time we had a chance to come back and win this game? Like, what were some major points that you saw that, you know, kind of kept us from winning? Um, the major thing that I took away from that game, aside from the fact that Luis just didn't have it, was uh, the timely hitting? You know, you look at you look at the box score, and uh, the Astros out hit the, the the Marlins that game, eleven to seven. And uh, you would think that would that would equal more runs, but it just it just they never could get that timely hit that they needed, and they just couldn't close that gap. They were two for sixteen with runners in scoring position, left eleven men on base, sixteen runners in scoring position. Is just amazing. Luis Garcia, you touched on it. He struggled. Four and a third inning, five hits, and two walks with five runs. He did have seven strikeouts, but he gave up three homers. Maton came in, an inning and two-thirds. He also gave up a homer and two runs. Abreu, I like this outing from Abreu. Two innings and three strikeouts. Naris had a, a good inning. Offensively, Alvarez went three for five. And Martin Maldonado, buddy, two for four. Raising his average to 142. Brantley got on base four times. He went two for three. He walked twice, had two RBIs. Great game for Brantley. And uh, Tucker stole his 11th base. So overall, we, I mean, Garcia didn't do well. Maton gave up a home run, but the rest of the bullpen did pretty well. Yeah, I agree. It's, 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 it's tough because you know those games are going to happen, right? You just hope your offense can support you on days when stuff like that happens. And for whatever reason, they're just they're just one or two hits away from like really breaking some innings open. So Saturday was Framber Valdez, but the Astros offense thought Verlander was pitching Saturday, I guess. Uh, top of the second, Brian De La Cruz. A bases loaded walk made it one to zero. Williams and RBI single two to zero. They scored on a ground out. And after two innings, we're already down three to zero. Uh, top of the third, they, they scored another run on a fielder's choice. And then Altuve gets us on the board finally. Brings in Pena with an RBI double. It's four to one. They score another run in the ninth inning, five to one. And that was the final. Were the Astros ever in this game? No, not at all. And, and it's tough because Framber really didn't get hit hard. It was just like, you know, they, again, I go back to timely hitting. The, another game in which the Astros out hit the Marlins, but yet failed to score the runs. Framber went six innings, four hits. He only had four hits. Four runs and six strikeouts, only two walks. Stanek had a clean inning. Montero gave up a run on two hits. And uh, the Astros pitchers 
The only good thing is they didn't give up any home runs. Yeah, I kept the ball in the yard. I mean, with Framber, I think he only had like two balls out of the infield or something like that. Like everything was on the ground because he's that's that's the way he is. But got to score runs. And I mean, you're just not going to beat teams you don't score runs. Yeah, Maldonado, two for three. Got his average up to 153 and two hit game in a row for him. Uh, one run and eight hits for the Astros. They, they had 13 runners in scoring position. One for 13, not good, and they left nine on base. So we talked about it, right? Dusty on the lineup, Alex Bregman, I got to do better. I mean, we did score four runs in the first game, but Luis Garcia got blown up. But I don't like to see it, folks. I don't like to see getting beat five to one. But you go to Sunday, it's like when uh, Princess Leia says, Obi-Wan, you're our only hope. (laughs) Justin Verlander, you're our only hope. We need to not get we need to not get swept. That's what I was talking about earlier. And uh, what what was your confidence level going into this? I felt really good. You know, Justin's been really really consistent. He's been really really dominant. I worried, you know, maybe they would touch him up for a long ball here and there, and then the Strohs would struggle to score runs. But I knew he was going to put together a good start. Yeah, I figured maybe the Astros would win this game like four to two, something like that. Maybe he gives up a couple solo home runs. Uh, but I didn't expect this much offense from the Astros. But Altuve got it started. He scored on a Brantley ground out. And then Pena, who's been struggling lately, he got a two-run homer. His ninth homer of the year brought in Yuli Gurriel. The Astros up 3-0. to zero. Siri scored on a Brantley force out. That made it 4-0. to zero. And then Alvarez drove in Michael Brantley. And we're up 5-0 to zero after four innings. And I am feeling pretty good. Uh, Astadio is that his name? He reached on an air solar score from third, five to one. And Brian De La Cruz, home run, a three run homer. And all of a sudden, it is five to four. Pena and Castro scored. And when I heard Brian, the name Brian De La Cruz, I was thinking, I know that guy was with the Astros and we traded him. You know who we traded him for? Ah, it escapes me. I feel feel like I should know this, though. It was last year at the deadline. For a a bullpen arm, right? For a bullpen arm who's no longer with us. These guys listening are hating you. I know. This is is one of those you should know. I didn't know questions, answers. Yimmy Garcia. Ah, Yimmy with with a Y. Yeah. Yeah, Yimmy Garcia. Uh, Bottom of the eighth, Altuve. Brought the Astros back in a big way with a three-run homer. Pena Castro scored eight to four. Alvarez sack fly. Michael Brantley nine to four. And that was the final. We scored nine runs. I kind of feel like I messed up earlier when De La Cruz had a three-run homer. I might have thought he I might have said he drove in Pena and Castro. Did I say that? No, I don't believe okay. so. All right. Because it's right underneath it, under my notes. So if I did say it, guys, I apologize. But De La Cruz had a three-run homer. Altuve, bottom of the eight. It, it was five to four. I mean, right. I was – I was my comfort level that we were going to win this game was 100. And then when they made it five to four, I was like, oh, no. But Altuve just eased it. As soon as Altuve hit that three-run homer in the eighth inning, I knew it was over. Alvarez brought in Brantley, nine to four, and that was the final. 
nice game, nice win. Yeah, it was it was really needed. Uh, what, what do they say? Happy flight, you know, be able to go home or go on the road. They're going to they're going to Arlington, but uh, to be able to go in with something positive. The one thing I will say about the Marlins, this is not like the Marlins of old. They've actually been playing really good baseball. I think they've averaged seven runs a game in the month of June. I think I heard that on the broadcast, and uh, they were they were seven and three over the last ten. So Verlander went seven innings, three hits, and four runs, but none of them were allowed. Because the Astros had three errors. What was going on there? So there was the the, the first error was a uh, a grounder to Jeremy Pena. He sailed it over Yuli's head. It went into the dugout. I believe that was Soler. Ended up putting him on second. The second one, I don't know how much that was an error. It was a hot shot through the middle of the infield. I think Verlander had a shot at it. And uh, it ended up missing Verlander. And then uh, Altuve couldn't make a play on it. And it just created more traffic. And then the homer after that. So none of the runs were uh, counted because the errors put the men on base. So uh, Verlander, his record is eight and two. I had no idea it was eight and two, even though we do this every time. Uh, Naris and Presley combined for two scoreless innings. Jose Altuve had a great game, three for five with three RBIs. Bregman, right after the speech about the lineup, Right after Bregman says he'll do better, he went two for four. His average is now 225, and Alvarez went three for four with two RBIs, another great game for him. Pena went two for three with two RBIs, so the offense definitely there. Even though we went three for 14 with runners in scoring position and left eight guys on base, we managed to score nine runs on 14 hits. Very, very good offensive output, buddy. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Bregman looked good shooting the ball the other way. Yuli had some really good swings uh, today. He's had some really good swings the last two series. Hasn't necessarily gotten in the show for it. I think eventually the odds will kind of even out. He'll start finding some holes. Verlander is the only eight-game winner in the major leagues. Nice. Nice nice way to bring something like that to the show, buddy. (laughs) All right. Do you have your players of the series? So offensively, I, I mean, I could be broken record and I could sit here and go Jordan, but I'm going to give it to Altuve. I think, I think the Altuve Homer was really big. He made a great defensive play too. Give me, give me Altuve for player of the series. All right. My three finalists were Jordan, Altuve and Martin Maldonado. And just because he never does anything and he went <laughs> two for four and two for three in the two games he did play, he didn't play today. I'm giving it to Martin Maldonado, my offensive player of the series. It was a really good weekend for the catchers. Castro had hit two, getting him off of an 0 for 18, I believe, as well. All right. Who are your pitchers? Or who is your pitcher? I said pitchers because I have three nominees. You want, you want my nominees and see if your, your pitcher of the week or a series is on my list? I bet it is. Sure. Let's hear. I got JV, Brian Abreu, and Hector Nares. So... I want to say Hector. He's my guy. Like, I, I love this guy. He's always called upon, and it seems like he just goes out there and does his work. I think JV should be the the, the dude just because of what he did. But if, it, if it's up to me and I can pick anybody. You can. I know, but I feel like the, the people, I'm picking it for the people, you know? Like no, it pick it for JV. yourself. Then give me Hector Neris because that guy's just a workhorse. They use him so much. That is a good pick. And 
I'm going to give it to Abreu. And the reason is he came in and, and threw two scoreless innings after Garcia couldn't get out of the fourth inning or he couldn't get out of the fifth inning. I'm going to give it to Abreu. I'm surprised you didn't go with your guy, Seth Martinez. Nope. I didn't have him <laughs> on here. But Hector Neris, I had him as two appearances. He made two appearances in the series and didn't allow any runs. I, I, I would have given it to him if you would have gave it to JV. That's how, that's how close it was. But I just think they both deserve to win. Hector leads the club with 28 appearances. He's pretty good. That's why I don't get mad when he gets blown up. All right, let's take a look at the standings, buddy. The Astros are 37 and 23. And this is, I don't know if this is surprising or not, but they're 16 and 10 at home. And they're 21 and 13 on the road. So looking forward to them uh, playing good at Texas. Uh, 43 plus 43 run differential. And they are five and five in their last 10, eight and a half ahead of the Angels and the Rangers. The Rangers have caught the Angels. Have the Angels won? They lost 14 games in a row. Have they won again? They won yesterday. That would have been good information yesterday. <laughs> what movie was that from? The Wedding uh, Singer, right? I think uh, Office Space, maybe, right? Well, or no, maybe the wedding no, no, no. singer. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're He's right. like, I can't marry a wedding singer. He's like, that would have been good information yesterday. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So let's look ahead at the schedule. Like I said, Monday, they go to Texas. We got Christian Javier against Hearn. I'm going to skip Tuesday because I got a question for you. Wednesday, Luis Garcia versus to be determined. And Tuesday, why did the Astros have to be determined? Who's turning the rotation? Is it? I don't know. I thought it might have been uh, Urquidy, but I wonder if maybe Odo is ready to come back. I wonder why it's T- TBD. That, that's that's what I'm wondering. I know. I don't know either. I was hoping you would know. I, I don't know yet, but I, I plan to find out. So that yeah, that's whose turn it is. But so the Astros are off Thursday. And then the weekend, they got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they have the White Sox. They go to Chicago to play the White Sox, who I think almost every expert picked them to win their division and some picked to win the World Series. And they're 27 and 31, folks. So anyone upset when the Astros go five and five in 10 games, just think about it. You could be predicted to win it all and be 27 and 31. And in third place behind a Guardians team that everybody thought was not going to be good. A team that traded and got rid of all their players and changed their name is ahead of you. Yeah, that, that would be horrible. All right, buddy. We, I got five fair fouls. Are you ready for those? Let's do it. All right, we're going to go to fair or foul right after this. All right, we're back with some fair or fouls. Are you ready? I talked about the Angels. The first one is about the Angels. And correct me if I've already asked you this. Angels City Connect jerseys, fair or foul? We did the we Colorado have, one, right? Right, 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 right. We have not talked about the Angels City Connect. I mean, I guess it's fair. I don't hate it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little on the cheesy side for me. I think uh, when they showed the picture of, you know, Trout with the surfboard, I don't, I don't see Trout surfing. I mean, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think it looks bad. I say fair. I think they look better in their regular uniforms. I like the <laughs> font. I, I, I like it. I mean, they might go with a different hat maybe, but 
I, I like it. I like the font. I like everything about it. I didn't. I don't care how they promote it or anything. I like them. Fair. I feel like it's got a classical feel to it. Like, like it should have been like a seventies or eighties type uniform. Yeah, it's definitely got the seventies vibe. Yep. Yep. All right, number two. This is. We'll see how we we'll get to know each other a little bit better after this one. NASCAR, fair foul. Oh, absolutely fair. Uh, I mean, I grew up, you know, with with NASCAR, you know, the Winston Cup before, you know, it was all bought or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I've always loved NASCAR. I'm not as involved anymore, but I'm a fan. I'll definitely go watch. And again, I'm not trying to be a comedian today, folks, but when I hear NASCAR and the Winston Cup, I think of cars when he says piston (laughs) cup and tomato says you did what your cup. (laughs) That's what I think of. But I say foul. I think NASCAR is completely stupid. See, now I feel that way about Formula One, but a lot of people like it. My brother likes it. He went to the one in Austin, but I'll tell you this. There was, I had some NASCAR loving buddies at my previous job and we played uh, fantasy NASCAR. And that got me watching the races every week for like two or three years. But no, there's no way. It's just, it's dumb. It's so dumb how you could be beating somebody by 80% of a track length and somebody wrecks and they get to get right next to you. That's stupid. I, I think it's just dumb. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I totally get that. I just don't know how you would make it better unless you had like a long distance race or something like that. I don't either. I don't know how to improve NASCAR, but tons of people like it. And if you like it, I'm sorry. I just, I just can't get into it, and I don't like it. All right. I just saw this one earlier, and I don't know if you've been able to watch any, but fair foul, USFL. Uh, I've watched, like, sparingly, but, I mean, I haven't got into it. I, I kind of feel that way about, like, like uh, NASCAR, right? Like, I'd rather see XFL before USFL. Me too. So it, it's kind of weird, right, that, Major League Baseball has the farm systems. Like, why can't every NFL team have a farm team where they call guys up if somebody gets hurt? I mean, I know they have a practice squad, but I think it would make if the USFL was that, if it was like the NFL's minor league system, I think people would be interested in it because these guys would be future stars. But I think someone had told me they play every game in one stadium. They don't even travel or anything, right? I believe so. I believe it's like in Florida or something like that. Yeah. So I, I can't really comment on the on the product they're putting out, but I have zero desire to watch it. So I say foul. I could care less. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I mean, uh, people got excited because I guess the Gamblers were a big team way, way back when, and they brought the Gamblers back. And they've got some coaches, some names, but I don't, I don't know, like, it's in such a weird spot. Like, how are you going to compete with baseball right now? Like, I get it. You don't want to compete with football itself, but who's going to who's gonna go, you know what? I'm going to turn the Strohs game off to watch the Gamblers on a Sunday or a Saturday or whatever. Not yeah, me. no way. All right, number four. This happens a lot at work. Too much cologne. Fair or foul? <laughs> <laughs> does that just answer the, does that answer the question itself? Or does the question answer itself on that one? I mean, uh, so, so I, I mean, obviously it's foul, right? But no, I don't think anybody uh, like tries to be the too much cologne guy, 
I just think that, the, you know, people want so bad for to be their cologne to be appreciated. Some people just get heavy handed and it's just hilarious. I mean, there, there's a couple of guys that worked with us and you, they walk by you and you're like, dang, dude. And you make fun of them <laughs> about it and you tell them over and over, like you have way too much on. You're burning my nose hair out and they continue to do it. And some people do it after work. And especially, you know, like, okay, you smell like sweat. Now you smell like cologne and sweat. And you remember when they came out with Axe? That's actually what I was going to use, Axe. They had that Axe spray. And I gave somebody a ride. And I was like, what is that? And I, we had to roll the windows down because I was going to barf. It's too much, dude. You don't need it. Uh, I, got some, I got some coworkers that, that are pretty heavy-handed. And I always joke, I'm like, man, you got a hot date as soon as you get out of here? You know, because like they would already be ready to go, you know, like I, I wouldn't think you would wear it to work to impress your coworkers as much as you wear it out somewhere, you know? I'd like to meet a woman that could smell that and go, oh, yeah, this guy's sexy because <laughs> he smells so good. No, he doesn't. He doesn't smell good. But we'll never know. We'll never know what goes on with guys like that because I don't know any personally. All right. Number five. Flex fit hats, fair or foul? So I think they're fair because people got some people got some some really big heads, some people got some smaller heads, and I think you need those. Like for those that don't want snap or whatever, I'm okay with flex fit. I you just can't wash them, you can't sweat them because the minute you do anything like that, you stretch them out and then they're trash. I hate them. They give me headaches, and I'm I'm a guy with a big head. But I mean, I, I, I've had some before and I've had to cut them, you know, like cut the wow. elastic, but I can't stand them. It's like I can feel the elastic pulling the, the front of the hat towards the back, you know, like it's yanking on it and I get headaches. I hate them. And that's with like the large, extra large hat. <laughs> I, I need jumbo. They need, they need to come out with a third size. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big and tall section. But my son wears them. That's all he wants. He he won't wear any other kind of hat. So when you get them at first, they fit better than anything else because it like conforms, right? You don't have to like hope you get it right, like with a fitted hat or like a snapback where it's like a little too tight or a little too loose. That's why I like to buy my Astro hats at the game. Because let's say you just want the regular Astros hat. They got 900 of them for you to try on and they don't all fit the same. If you order one online, it's not going to, you know, you could order 10 of them and they all won't fit the same. So go, you got to go somewhere and try them on, folks. Go to the game. Pay $40 for a hat. You don't have to, it's, you don't have to pay taxes. So, <laughs> but I, I, I wear a big, big hat, buddy. And uh, it takes a while. It takes a while for them to fit right because you have to get that fold out of the sides because they stick out on the sides. But once you get it and your hat's perfectly round, because when I leave mine laying around, they're open. I never close them because I don't want that crease to come back. I don't know about flex fit or whatever. No, those those are pretty like, you know, it's kind of like a rubber band basically on the inside of the hat. So yeah, those are, those are just kind of what they are. And I don't really wear snapbacks because I have such a big head. I have, I have to open them up almost all the way. To like two little two snaps hanging out, whatever it is. Is that what you call it? <laughs> no. And then, you know, I don't have the most hair ever. I'm bald. I'll admit it. And uh, yeah, I don't like it. 
because you can see my head through the through the hole. It looks stupid. I don't like. It. Well, you know what they say: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep, keep yeah, keep buying the get, hat. Get yep. Fitted hats for me, stretchy hats for my son. But I do like those uh, trucker hats. You know, like it, when it's hot, they feel pretty good. I got a couple that I like, but I don't sport them that much. That's fair. All right, buddy. That's it. What's your overall take? You got any final thoughts? Is that the, yeah. is that the name of the segment? Final thoughts? I think it should be. <laughs> All right. There you go. Go for it. Yeah. I like, like, I appreciate patience with the Astro Faithful. I know, you know, five and five is a horrible week or horrible two weeks for the Strohs or whatever. But the Marlins were coming in hot. The Mariners were coming in hot. We caught them at the wrong time. Yes, they're, they're, they're not the teams that you want to, you know, lose games to. But I feel like with Bre- Bregman, you know, maybe starting to turn it around. Yuli starting to turn it around. They're, they're, they're one or two hits away from really breaking it from a four-run game or, you know, whatever to six, seven, eight, nine, whatever. So they got the Rangers. The Rangers are really bad at home. They're 13 and 16 at home. So they're going to go up there. Most likely do what they're supposed to do, and then we can forget all about this week. Next week, yeah, we face Hearn, who's four and four with a five forty ERA, and Dunning, who is one and four with a four point four one. No idea who are facing Wednesday, but I like the Astros on the road. They feel more comfortable. And you spoke about Bregman struggling. My final thought is this: we didn't give up on Tucker, and look how he did. He he had. He has bad first months every year. Bregman, the thing about Bregman is kind of like this. You know, the Astros fans, we're all spoiled because we go to the World Series three out of five and we, you know, we do all that, that they've done. And if we can't get to that point, we're a little spoiled. Well, I mean, look where Alex Bregman was. He was, he should have won the MVP in 2019. And he can't get back to that level. He was dealing with injuries. You know, he has his wrist. He had hamstring. Like, just cut the guy a break. He'll get there. Yeah, like Dusty said, really, too, you know, he's not the only guy in the lineup. I know, like, a lot of base runners have found him recently, bases loaded, that kind of thing. But I really feel like he's going to figure it out. And, you know, he's leading the he's leading the team in walks, so he's still getting on base. Oh, yeah. So, I definitely feel like it's coming. That's why we're saying move move him in the lineup because he'll still get on base for people to knock him in. But no one said to take him out. We never said it, folks. You, who else are you going to put in that can play third base like Alex Bregman? If you love Maldonado, you have to love Bregman. That's just how it goes. I agree. All right, folks, that's it. That's it for this episode. I guess we'll see you probably Thursday. And we're recapping this Texas series for Tom. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.